0: BLOB TALK RADIO
1: Everybody, welcome to the on kristen Baker's Psychic Hour. Well, it's Friday and gosh, almost in April. I can't believe a quarter of the year has passed. No, it's a, not a quarter yet. No, It'll be a quarter at, in, the at the end of April, but we're approaching a quarter of the year. <sighs> Time flies, or maybe it doesn't. 914-338-0164 is our call-in number. Press 1 if you'd like to speak with us. Oh, we would love it if you followed us on Facebook and Twitter. Those accounts are linked on our Blog Talk Radio profile, and I have to post there as well today. Um, I have not completed posting, so I will be doing that um, while Neil starts our little chat. Um, What else? Anything else? Oh, donation link. If you are inclined to donate, you may do so by sending to my Venmo, um, which is... um, which is in our show description. And if you'd like to reach us after the show, five six two five nine six seven eight one eight. Okay. I'm gonna start or finish, I should say, my post. While you get us into a lively conversation. Yeah.
2: You know, I mean
1: I, I, mean, the, I mean I mean what you mean what? You haven't even started talking well, about anything. You me. Oh, how no, I can was. The when you're well, I know <laughs> I wasn't interrupting you. You started the sentence with "I mean," as if you were correcting something you already said.
2: Well, for you of saying all, you are mean? When, so that could be true. When you say those two words, "I mean," you're you're completing a thought. Uh, I mean to say, mean is, right. is, which is, would be is an explanation,
1: which would be predicated on the on on, on the on you saying something already, which you haven't. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Well, you know,
2: it's funny in the English language, mean can be pertaining to a meaning, but mean can also be pertaining to being angry. Yes. That's why people who learn the English language have such confusion. Well, any because language, it, though, A lot I mean, of people will I mean, say, I mean, meaning I am a mean, I mean person, person. or yeah. I mean, Or I mean to say, what we've done with the language is just horrendous, it, because the, it's corrupted. It's a corrupted form of energy. Now, if we go into the idea of psychic energy, the same kind of theme applies, because in many ways uh, there is a corruption of psychic energy in terms of what, how one gives a reading, how one accurately gives a reading. For instance, when you when you when you speak in broad generalizations to somebody and you just you're helping them, you're trying to help them, and you think you're being sincere, but when uh, some of these psychics who so I hear say, "Well, I see a bright light around you, you're you, Shiraz- you know, by and angels and they go on and on wow. about you know the angels love you and you're bright. well, all of this is grand and and sincere in some respects. But is it accurate? And does it really apply to anything? Uh, since psychics have become so phenomenally present, like when I was young, a psychic, you couldn't find anybody around. They were very obscure. Oh, you might see somebody, Gene Dixon on the, radio, on the TV or something like that. You might see Sylvia Brown. It started to emerge 80s. much later. 80s. Psychics were on corners. They were fortune tellers. They were palm readers. Once in a while, you'd get like a Sydney or more somebody who would talk about the stars. But you didn't really... There were psychics around, but they were few and far between. Now the blog talk is bombarded with psychics. Can't say we're not one of them, but Nonetheless, everyone is a psychic.
1: And not only that, I mean there are psychics that aren't on blog talk that are I don't know where the hell they're count. I mean, you know, we see them on Facebook and you know, they're quote world renowned yeah. you know,
2: and it's so not like, to huh? say that some of them aren't talented or valid. They absolutely are. But now the arena is such that everyone's a psychic and if you you're not specific, you just tap into the Angels are around you. Flowers are around you. You need to be creative. You need to reach out this year. You know, things that really would be laughed at in a real, true uh, circle of psychics. It it doesn't say anything. It doesn't really mean anything. It's nice. It's innocent. But come on. Psychics need to give out information. information. Well, and if they can't, they can't. And it's nice to talk to somebody who seems to or claim to be intuitive, who gives, you know, nice information, beautiful information, but what does it really mean?
1: Right. So, I mean, sometimes, it, you know, on this show, there, there are obscure, obscure connections that are made, and people don't understand why. But oftentimes the subjects are like, why are you asking about this? It happened like, you know, 5 years ago i mean why is this pertain to what we're talking about and then you have to get into a discussion of why and oftentimes the, the you know the forthcoming validations or hits will connect you know you, you're it's like putting a puzzle together and then you can give an accurate reading. Sometimes they don't connect. Sometimes they say no, I don't know what you're talking about and you know you move on and maybe it'll come to them later. You know, that happens too. But um but but in a good psychic reading, yes, those those connections, those validations that are made are put together with other validations so that a complete reading can be given and right. not not only that, but the question at hand may morph into spirits coming in from the other side i mean it it gets exciting
2: and varied well you know it's the same as if you go to a doctor and you you go to a doctor for exam and all he does is tell you is read out of a textbook or read out of his own history what the conditions of a human body are
0: and that's common i gotta tell you and that happens
2: (laughs) very as opposed to running tests and really diagnosing and getting into the fine details or think what it is. Being a psychic is a great responsibility. Well, it's, it's a command of knowledge that extends beyond what you get out of just some uh, exposition of narration that just is c- claiming all these nice things because it has to do with spiritual energy. Well, and, and then I, they top it off with the icing or burn a candle and uh, um, smell a flower. Our burn sage.
1: Um, what was I going to say? Oh, but, you know, a good doctor, you mentioned that analogy of a doctor. A good doctor thinks outside the box, and it's very, very rare to get a doctor that thinks outside the box. A good psychic thinks outside the box and is able to make connections that are that are uncanny, that are uncommon, that other psychics don't make. They get to the heart of the issue at hand and can discover a deeper layer of a, a person's energy field by their um by their talent
2: yeah i'm getting it, you it, know it does i i don't think there's any crime in it and it's innocent and it's you know that's why it's called uh casual entertainment it doesn't but when you get into a serious mode where people have a track record of being accurate and in biblical days if you were accurate 90% of the time and made one mistake you were stoned to death they didn't accept uh, errors in those days of course today it's different but the but and and there are good psychics and I, we're not saying that <laughs> spreading a lot of butter over a reading that is that has no protein in it it's just butter. It's, it's fine. I mean, it's, you know, that's what people want and want to hear. And somebody's got a gift of the tongue and they can talk for 10 minutes. That's fine. That's what you're looking for. However, psychics, a good psychic, will get beneath the surface of common knowledge or common information. A good psychic will probe and, and dig deep into a person's psyche, into a person's past lives, into a person's environment, and make judgments, maybe with a a, a drizzle of questions, just drizzle, make, make a, an assessment that is based on information that isn't readily at hand. And then the next stage is whether they're right or not because there are conditions that can confuse a reading in such a way that the outcome is not visibly apparent. It, it, it's, it's a, a psychic has to evaluate sometimes, given what they get on a psychic level. They have to evaluate. A sure sign, a psychic giving a sure sign that this is going to happen would be analogous to somebody walking outside and going, yep, it's raining. As opposed to somebody seeing menacing clouds, gray clouds, and going, well, it looks like rain, but, you know, it could clear up. There's a wind coming and that kind of thing. So the idea of um, saying that a psychic, if you're going to be a good psychic and you're going to step out on a limb and proclaim all these things and make all these criticisms, why can't you always be right? That
1: would be difficult. Being a psychic while stepping out on
2: a limb. Yeah balancing on a tree yeah well Did you know we,
1: that's a new thing we should usually,
2: do. you usually crawl out on a limb but sometimes people treat well it, when they're
1: tree climbing, climbing yeah them. they can step
2: on a limb yeah um, crawling
1: on a limb probably to protect the limb and more. if you're
2: a really psychotic you'll step on somebody's limb and um walk away but that's my, being me that's what's I, called being me well
1: I mean, no i mean yeah, for me it would be being you know it would it's in line with my accident-prone nature, stepping
2: on someone's limb—probably my own. Well, yeah, I mean, but you know, we're talking—I don't know. You know sometimes, sometimes, you know, we're talking essentially about the nature of being a psychic and what it really means, and how overpopulated the uh, the, the profession has become. Because now everybody is this I can't believe how many psychics there are having grown up in a, in a very vacant sea of psychics uh, not much there but uh, in the in the in, in with all due respect we're, we're, we are saying that there are good psychics there, but you know you got to be careful you got to be careful about what you're buying into or. At putting your faith in when it comes to um, seeking a psychic out, and that that includes you know somewhat testing the psychic, so, seeing you know if if a psychic is just giving a general broad suite of information, and and it just sounds pleasing to the year because it, it, its basic substance is hope. You know, you're hoping that they're right because it, you know, oh, I see a good year for you. You know, this is the year of change. You're going to be creative. You need to go out and grab a tree and hug it, yeah. um, you know, explore that. You know, anyone can say that. That's not really being a psychic. Uh, that's just giving general information. Wearing a teacher that says I'm a psychic. You're not. That, there's nothing. You know, and people like who call themselves doctors, and and they're not really doctors. They're, they're not really doctors, but maybe they got something online or something. They're not really really doctors. Are we talking about
1: doctorates online? I'm talking about
2: people who make claims to be something that they're not really qualified. To You can you can be creative and call yourself anything.
1: Well, I mean, you know, there's a, a big surge of people getting doctorates because of the way education has been structured online, especially after COVID. And so, I mean, it was already moving in that direction anyway, because people work and, you know, have to go to school at night and doing it at home is easier than going into a classroom. But um, a lot of people are getting doctorates. They're getting doctorates and the coursework is not, um, I mean, you know, it's just not like if you went to USC or Berkeley, these are schools in California, obviously, the the standards for getting a PhD or an EDD would be much more stringent than the standards that like, you know, online school, that an online school would have. And then these people go through these programs and essentially you write what's like a term paper. <laughs> it's not really a thesis um, with not a lot of original thought. And then the, the then the people call themselves a the doctor. You know, they do it because they want the title of doctor and it's an ego boost. But, you know, what's interesting is pharmacists are doctors, ju- lawyers are doctors, you know, they have to get juris doctorate, Pharmac- pharmacists have to get doctorates. Um, and they don't call themselves doctors, so there's just that's just my little side note comment on you know expertise or calling yourself a doctor when really I mean in an academic setting if you're getting a doctorate online that's where you use the title etiquette wise you, it shouldn't be used in social circles. So
2: yeah, I mean uh, what we're really talking about is is. One qualification is hard to, I mean, people can go to psychic schools or pass certain things and they get some kind of certificate or merit. But And that's fine. People can learn how to be a psychic by practicing the skills of what it means to be a psychic. You can practice it. You can take a test. You can do all kinds of things that help to qualify being a psychic. But the main thing about being a psychic is Knowledge is important, and the broad range of your vocabulary and references and knowledge regarding chakras and astral fields, even if you're into astrology or the medium points or whatever it may be that you're discussing, if you're getting into the depth of different kinds of philosophies or religion, um, all of this helps a psychic the more knowledge you have in any given field in a various form of seeking allusions to different forms of knowledge is always going to be uh, gratifying and helpful and educational. So that goes across the whole board. But the thing about a psychic is the, the psychic has to tap into being intuitive. So that's the first plan of action then the psychic has to be specific. Because people, if you're really seeking a psychic, you, you want specifics. Being intuitive can can involve saying broad statements. Oh, you know, you're a beautiful person. You're very creative. Um, this is going to be a good year for you. All of those things are, are broadly intuitive. When you get into the specifics and you really analyze deeply. The nature of psychic phenomena, and that just doesn't include, oh, uh, your mother's here talking to you from the other side. She sent you roses. I mean, there's got to be more, or it should be more, than just generalizations. And then, of course, if you're looking at a person's future, if, if you're if you're opposed to 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 share with somebody something about their life that may pertain to the present or the future, then that's a great responsibility. And it can't basically be based on a hunch unless you don't claim to be a psychic. If you claim to be a psychic, then you have a general responsibility morally, ethically, professionally to to kind of give some basis for your results. From what you're, for your findings. You just can't assume. You have to have some kind of proof. So psychics need to have hardcore evidence.
1: Right. Well, I'm going to talk, I, you know, I want to interject because first of all, we talk about basis of psychic, being a psychic, um, coming from intuition. So that's third chakra. And there are many times, I mean, as a psychic, you have to agree. You use your intuitive skills. And so there's, you know, if a person asks a question, there's going to be a vibe that you get immediately. Yes or no. And it will be, you know, you'll get that vibe. Am I correct me if I'm wrong? Yeah. Um but then we get into the idea of, you know, validations. Well, you know, people skeptics criticizing certain validations. You know a mic. Mike. Well, Mike's a common name. Who who doesn't know a mic? I mean, it's it's tricky because sometimes those sometimes those names come in. I mean, the names do come in, not sometimes the names come in, but the names do come in with a strong vibration which is why we mention them to the person or there may be an event mentioned or you know whatever and a skeptic would say well I mean can't someone you know, didn't you know didn't you know anyone can say they went on a trip to an island or or, or knew a mic. but those hits come in with a vibrational energy and when when Constructed in the context of the reading, they tell a story, you know, you put the pieces together and 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 there's a story there. So people might say the the, the, the validations that you get are bullshit, you know. Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, there and there are there are certain variables.
1: I mean obviously, that, that sometimes can, there are un- uncommon names that come in. I mean we've had that happen on the show many times
2: so uh, and
1: and and it's uh, uh, outstanding outstandingly um psychic, obviously, but you know a lot of other times it's it's not as impactful in terms of the how impressive it is, but what were you going to say we have a call or two. I'm sorry, well I
2: interrupted you. I did interrupt you that time well. Uh, all I'm saying is that there are sometimes extraordinary variables in terms of the vibrational field of karma or the intensity of how a person can sabotage themselves or somebody moving into to disconnect the person from their life flow. I mean, those are other things that a good psychic has to look at and be aware of. So a psychic might say, hey, look out for a joke. Don't that this person is going to sabotage you. And then suddenly a joke comes in and true and the color, the, the person is out for no good. So you have to kind of look at the variables that can disrupt what would otherwise seem to be destiny bound. Some destiny bound elements of life can be disrupted by karma. But we got to call her. We
1: do. Hi, 661.
0: Hi, my name is Carol, and I was told that I'm to tell you that Jen, uh, Jen and I went to school together, um, in London. So she wanted to tell you that. (laughs) Oh, I don't know if you know Jen or not, but yeah, yes, of course. And um, and that you guys love animals. So I'm I'm trying to study to be animal communicator. Oh, um, we do love animals. I
1: do, I do. Um, You do, we do. So this is good. We're all in. It's symbiotic here.
0: Oh okay. Yeah. So um she told me to to call in and um to give you my name and my date of birth for numerology reading or mm-hmm. is that right? Sure. Yeah.
1: Are you so the again, one in um the Midway some tree? Do you live in a something I I don't know, the city that you live in. I remember getting I, a name and then it was the city. What's your what city do you live in?
0: Palmdale, California.
1: Oh, you're in Palmdale.
0: So this yes. is a different
1: person. Okay. Yeah. This is a different person.
0: You went okay. to psychic school with her recently? Yeah. Uh, we went to London. We went to Arthur Finley. And um, okay. we took this animal to communication. Okay. Yeah. And
1: then we went to... I think we maybe it was to, similar to your Vegas show. Okay. Oh, okay. you're thinking
0: of Lori, Lori Ann. Yeah. Lori yeah. Ann's her other friend. Yeah. We all went yes. together. So <laughs> it was great. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. So you're... I didn't know there were three.
1: All right. Yeah. So what's your birthday, Carol? Uh, July
0: 6, 1960.
1: Seven six
0: nineteen
1: sixty. Uh huh. Oh, you're twenty nine eleven too. Okay. (laughs) Well, I mean, there's uh, all numbers have duality. So you know, just real quick. Yeah. Let's talk about nineteen eighty nine. There may have been a change. You're compounded, so it's a little bit harder to find a change with a compounded person at their karmic change. But you would have been twenty nine years old in nineteen eighty nine.
0: That's right. And I got married. That you year. got
1: married. hmm Okay. You and got so married. Frequently
0: divorced.
1: <laughs> divorced. I was gonna say that I didn't think the marriage lasted. And so a no, lot no. of times Yeah. So when yeah. compound I mean, any I mean there are people that aren't compounded that get divorced, but compounded people more often, more typically, get divorced. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, um, so you're married and divorced and um, are you single now?
0: No, I got remarried. Um, you did get and,
1: remarried. Mhm. And there are children?
0: Uh I never had children, but my my husband now has one child in them. So there is
1: a the, child. Um yeah. but it's your husband's child. Is the Previous child America, grown, yeah. grown He's 40, no, probably
0: 41. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. 41 but there is a child. Yeah. Okay. That he had. What's his date I'm uh, not the ch- not the child. Your husband.
0: Um, ten twenty seven fifty one.
1: Seven nineteen fifty one. Oh, interesting. Seven eight nine. Nineteen twenty five. So he's
2: a twenty five seven. Where is it? twenty. Wait, seven
3: 26.
1: eight nine ten. Twenty six.
2: You're right. Twenty six eight. 8. Okay. But she's asking about her.
1: Yeah. What What's your question?
2: About the animal. i I'm thing.
1: just yeah, but I'm just trying to see
2: seven oh, eight. Am I so.
1: You don't have to ask a question. I mean, if you I have a, a specific question, you can ask. I mean,
0: I'm hoping that I'll be a successful animal communicator. I guess maybe that would be my question. I hope that I'm able to c- connect, you know, well, and um, be able to do that kind of work.
1: Well, I mean, the first the first basis is, uh, c- Carol, If you're, you the desire that you have to become an animal communicator gives you a good head start in becoming an animal communicator because obviously you have a love for animals and are attuned to their needs.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's a good starting base. Do you have pets of your own? I do. Um, okay. Different varieties? Are we talking one variety? Uh, one variety. Okay.
0: Uh, Dog dog Italian Greyhound.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, I love those dogs. (laughs) Okay. And so currently are you have you started a business plan? Are you doing readings? What's going on?
0: Um, I'm I'm doing readings just with friends right now. And then um for example tonight I'm gonna be doing two classes from the UK, so I have to get up at three in the morning for the entire oh, right. weekend because yeah, yeah. it's a continuation of the Arthur Finley class that we did in London. So I will be doing that and hopefully they'll give me a little bit more of a push and do it. It's just fear really. It's just that I'm afraid I'm going to get it wrong that, you know, it's just fear.
1: So. Understandable. I can relate because, you know, Neil and I have been doing this show for gosh, how long, Neil? Almost 11 years? Yeah. And I did not start out doing readings on the show. I mean, Neil and I met in 2011, and uh, I was a client, and then anyway. But so, you, you know, you can read about our story a little bit in our bio, but um, I did not start out doing readings. And when I did, I was really afraid of being wrong, really yeah. afraid of being wrong. Um, but you're not going to be a good psychic if you don't take risks.
0: True. That's yeah, 100%. one thing.
1: And, and, you know, sometimes you're going to be wrong, but, but no psychic is right 100% of the time. It's just trying to get that accuracy rate up to a good percentage. Mm
2: -hmm. Well, you know, first of all, uh, Carol, your, your numbers, your numbers suggest Mm -hmm. you're already Mm -hmm. past the starting line to be a, a, an intuitive for animals. Okay. and to communicate with them you're already in the starting line because of your um, your particular vibration in your particular number is seven six six zero now you've got two sixes which is the third eye one is oh, okay. third eye from, one is the third eye from past life and one is borrowed uh, towards the third eye in this lifetime okay. so those two those two energies means that you're able to pick up energy from mm-hmm a past life via now animals animals okay. don't i mean animals don't have souls they have spirits but what yes. you can gather from reading an animal is their history so when you're reading an animal's history and you're you're being intuitive mm-hmm. what you're doing as a human being which you will probably be successful at is you'll be able to pick up their abuse what they've gone oh. through You'll okay. see images of whether they've been abandoned or whether they came yeah. from a good home. You'll see yeah. images of what's bothering them in the family, like if there's a baby in the family and they're jealous. or yeah. if they, you know. So you'll be able to have that ability. Now, your number starts off with a seven, seven. which means that you've got a spiritual position of karma in your energy. Seven okay. and six becomes a 13, which is a four, which means that you have... Come into the planet to balance your your past life karma. In that terms of balance, you've also have to be conflicted by what you have to carry through in this lifetime from past lives via the divorce and you know relationship problems, whatever problems you've gone through. But lo and behold, your nine one nine six actually becomes a six solid, but the nineteen becomes a ten or a one which would borrow that six and one to become a seven. seven. So your seven and six is now repeated again. So okay. what's going to happen is you will start to emotionally become involved with animals through your heart. Okay. So your heart will, your heart chakra will pick up the animal vibration that will gradually climb to your third eye. So the okay. feeling you have about an animal on an intuitive level will emerge upward to your third eye and become a language. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. And you know, at this point in time, you'll be very, 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 uh, I predict you'll be very successful at it. And you'll change not only a lot of animals' lives, but a lot of people's lives. So it's sort of like, you know, the dog whisperer is an acute uh, human being that can feel the animal out, but they're not psychic. Yeah. They can determine uh, what an animal may have gone through, but he doesn't claim, Caesar Cervas doesn't claim to be psychic. Yeah. He's more of a yeah. dog whisperer, which means that he, now what you're going to do is go in his energy, but probably go beyond. That doesn't mean that you necessarily have to train a dog, but you may give insights to people in terms of what the dog is thinking, so you become the dog's interpreter.
0: Yeah. yeah he's more of a behaviorist, so yeah.
2: Yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm saying.
1: But people yeah. will be coming to you if you're practicing. I mean, in doing readings, people are going to be coming to you because of their dogs or cats or birds, behavioral problems. That's a well, lot. You know of- what? Go ahead. The,
0: in- the interesting thing is, like, I-, I know this is going to sound morbid, but I really want to focus on past dogs, dogs in the spirit world. Because so many of us, especially here in the U.S., I don't, I don't really know where I'm calling, but... You're
1: calling California.
0: <laughs> We're well, in California okay. California. Well, there you go. Oh, there you go. But, um, you know, so many people when they lose a pet, like the grief process is so acute. And it's yeah. so intense. And that's oh, really yeah. where I want to put my focus and my attention. And that's where my passion lies, right there.
1: So you want to do strictly, you want to limit your practice to...
2: To dead dogs.
1: connecting yeah. to dead dogs and that's it.
2: Pretty that much right now. That's Okay. okay. Well that's well, but that doesn't I mean it doesn conflict with anything we're no, there's no conflict, you, conflict your, but it changes her eye, direction your third yeah. eye will that that's part of your energy because your third eye uh is available from the astral realm past lives.
0: okay uh-huh okay
2: you, what you're really saying in essence uh, Carol is that in between lifetimes I my soul was on the astral realm and I involved myself with animal spirits on that realm. So now okay. that I've come back to the planet I'm coded like a bee back to the hive. I'm coded with the travel energy of having conversed to the hive, to the plant the flower. So your ability to talk to animals from the other side their spirits, not their souls right, yeah. will yes. be will pertinent to the to the energy you did when you were in the astral realm between lifetimes and the way that you coded your energy and coming back to deliver information from animals that have crossed over so
1: let's clarify about the soul spirit um animal topic here um I, i don't know what they teach at your school but the reason we don't say animals have souls is because they don't have karma like human beings they're not judged so when animals yeah, die, they go into the spirit world. So there's no soul because the animal doesn't hold karma. You know, the animal doesn't come back because you know he he got into a state with a sibling and you know they had yeah. a bad relationship. Yeah, yeah. That, you know, it's it's a totally different process for an animal. Mm-hmm. So okay. so you know you're connecting with the spirit of the animal,
0: yeah,
1: not the soul.
0: Well. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you. I've never called in before, but perhaps I will another time. And um,
1: okay, if you have any other questions, I mean,
0: you can ask.
2: Did we answer uh, your question?
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I didn't really know what to expect. My friend Jen just said, "Call them right now." They, they're doing numerology for forty-five minutes. I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know.
2: Um, well, so how does your how does your viewpoint in your own world how does it differ or is it similar to what we said?
0: It is similar. It, it, it is because animals are in spirit. They 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 are. It's very much aligned with with what what you're talking about. And then it just gets down to semantics in terms of whether it's the soul or the spirit. I mean, that could be you know the the, the egg and the chicken conversation again. But I do see it as a spirit that that, that animal has a spirit. So um, yeah,
2: explain that better than I did. Uh, well, oh, well, sh- the the thing about the spirit and the soul is that animals don't really collect karma. Animals right, they, don't. Are devu- they don't have karma. Uh, yeah. the, the, you know, the creator didn't breathe a soul into an animal. Animals have a special energy of just pure spirit. So yeah. they're not reduced to a karmic element. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's what makes them so special and unique. Yeah, it, Agreed. Your, your essence of spirituality is in your seven. It's combined okay. with your six. So you have the advantage of being both spiritual and mm-hmm. karmically soul-oriented. So, okay. you, I mean, semantics, yeah, you could call it a soul if you want to. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But yeah. your question is, you, came, you approached us with a sense of apprehension and doubt because you are said to us, will I be successful? Yeah. Now, you've got to really look at that, uh, Carol. And you got to say, why did I approach? If I'm going to be speaking to animals on their side, why did I approach the question with apprehension? The premise that you may have your own reasons, I, I get that. But what yeah. you got to do in your life and listen closely is you got to eliminate that doubt. Don't yeah, I doubt, do. Don't doubt yourself. It's coming yeah. from some area of your upbringing that's yeah. kind oh, of a different. percent. Yeah
0: hundred percent you know just never good enough, you know all that stuff that yeah. you carry on from yeah you know, I mean, you guys get it, but it's
3: yeah totally. so. yeah, it's real
1: out. yeah,
0: I mean it's just so move out. past it, it's
1: I mean easier said than done, but but it, if you can just get past it, not dwell on it,
2: and yeah. not let
1: it interfere with your forward movement in life i I yeah. don't know if you really care to hear, I mean about your husband and you i mean you you two have a very, very strong karmic connection.
0: That is so I mean, weird because Jen Jen just texted me and said, Ask them about your relationship and I said, No. <laughs> oh god. So no, funny. I don't want to put that out there on the radio. I don't know.
1: Well, you yeah. know, I we won't talk too much about your relationship. It just except in the numbers system. So I you know, you're born in July, he's born in October. So that yeah. seven to his one, your seven to his one becomes eight, his master number. Moving into the um, the, the days, he's born on the 27th, you're born on the 6th. So if we put yeah. an X between this the 27 and the 6th, the 6 and 2 uh-huh. become 8 again. His master number 7 is your month, so we can place that there. Um, the 6 and 5. Um, in your years is an 11, which is part of your karmic, your karmic number is 29. Then you have to reduce again to get 11 and then reduce single digit because master numbers are a single digit. Your master number is two, but that 11 becomes a two. So the six and five are, you know, your karmic, part of your karmic code. (laughs) Then the one to your zero two is one or one to zero, I should say, his one to your zero become his month so the birth dates are like super connected super connected yeah. we don't have to get yeah. into the specifics of your relationship the private you know we don't want to you know invade the <laughs> privacy yeah. anyway, but. So we're good <laughs> yeah yeah
0: we're good yeah, yeah good. But good thank you so much but really thank you guys so much this is a really interesting um show you do and um yeah i appreciate your your feedback and all that stuff. And I will push through. I will persevere. And, um, yeah, I'm excited.
3: Great. Good.
0: All right.
1: Nice to talk to you.
0: You as well. You take care.
1: Okay, you too. Bye. Okay. Thanks, Jennifer, for referring Carol to our show. And Carol can join us on Facebook. We'd love it if she would. She can see pictures of our cat on Facebook. There are several exciting pictures. Actually, we have a slideshow, too, on our um our blog talk radio page so if you're watching the show or listening to the show you can see the slideshow and several pictures of her in various uh various poses um yeah. doing
2: you know card
1: uh card tricks
2: and computer work
1: <laughs> she's a special cat
2: that's right you know uh mentioning caesar's there
1: uh, he, he
2: caesar chavez, chavez. Cesar. is
1: that his name no chavez. no that's the great
3: guy <laughs> Caesar, Cesar Milan. Milan. Caesar Milan. <laughs> I'm like Imagine, going with yeah. this is
1: not. <laughs> well, Caesar Chavez. Not um, the guy who fought for the rights of, of uh, migrant I,
2: workers. Caesar, that, <laughs> yeah. Uh, this, this is what it means to be a good psychic. You you, you, you <laughs> deliberately make mistakes because you have allusions to history. So, uh, Caesar Milan, Milan. Caesar Milan. Uh, you see what he does. He calls himself the dog whisperer, but what he does, he, he, he really works under the command of tribal leader muscle. He he imposes upon the, the dog of the, that he is the alpha dog. Now, he may approach the dog, uh, you, you know, reluctantly, if the dog is a crazy dog, but he stands his ground because he lets the dog know that ultimately... He is the leader So what he does is he becomes the alpha dog And once he becomes the alpha dog He forces the dog to model His command Model his behavior So what he does is he uses Positive negative reinforcement And a command of the environment At large Carol I don't know if she's still listening but She may
1: be on the but she's talking Car- that.
2: Carol Is talking about communicating so, yeah, Caesar is more of an behavior, uh, animal behaviorist, if you want to call it that. He's more of an animal trainer than an animal behaviorist. And an animal behaviorist is going to, that's a whole different log of research and experiments. And um, Caesar Milan doesn't really, he's not really an animal, he deals with animal behavior, but he's not a classical animal behaviorist. You have to. Go and get a degree for that, and then you have to run tests and you do all kinds. Well, of Well, this
1: things. is much more. Yeah, I mean, what, what Carol's doing is much more esoteric, and it's uh, you know harder to. I mean, it's not based in. It, you know, there's no scientific method that it can be applied to what she's doing. She's trying to talk to dogs in spirit. Being a dog behaviorist has has basis in. You know, it's it's scientific. It's it's grounded in the physical realm. Yeah. What she's doing is not grounded in the physical realm at all. Well, there's
2: you know a couple of things that you have to take into account. Number one, she's dealing with animals that have brains, that have feelings, that have experience. You know, there are people who will communicate to others about plants, and they they're plant communicators. You know, anything anything that has a molecular structure can have a form of communication within its environment. The soil itself can be communicated with. Um, She's dealing with animals that have brains. Now, what happens is that when those animals cross over, of course, their brains aren't there. The energy is incorporated not into their soul, like a human being, where there's going to be a, a command of judgment and evaluation. So the question is, what if an animal crosses over and is pure spirit, why does an animal have to carry with it the experience the earth. of the earth if the soul is no longer there, if you want to apply that term to it? Well, the soul is no longer there. Well wow. the, uh, the, the, yeah, the soul confusing. of the animal. I mean, we could pictorially say that the animal has a soul or we could argue the case that the animal has a soul. But if we well, if we so, registered the idea that an animal doesn't have a soul, an animal has a spirit, and there's no need for a soul, there's no need for a memory, I mean, that may sound cold and callous. But then the idea is, what is in the animal spirit that needs to be attached to the planet Earth right. and the people there?
1: So, I mean, calling... Uh, saying that an animal has a soul when you consider the fact that the animal had experiences, had a brain, and all of the animal's life experiences are stored within that brain and it has to be accessed in a reading, then you could loosely call that a soul that you're connecting to. I mean, it's, but it's just gets tricky. it's it's, It's not a soul that's subject to karma or an evaluation at all. But it's it's a repository. We
2: could we could we could assume that in that regard, an animal has a, a soul. Maybe not literally, but figuratively speaking, an animal has a soul. And within that soul is a retention of memory. And and some degree, I for one believe in it too. I mean, I I talk to my dogs on the other side and stuff like that. So I'm not saying that I don't do it. I think there is a strong connection to the energy. I'm even inclined to say that when dogs or cats cross over, their spirit lingers around the person. they yeah, exactly, I was mention they're that in the astral her. realm, but they're actually lingering around the person. They no longer have a body, so they're not in need of food. What they do is they connect to their owner, if that be the case by vibration
1: i was going to mention that to carol but we just didn't get to it that the the animal typically will linger around and especially if the relationship was close one well
2: well sure um so the idea that um an animal can can be within the immediate parallel dimension or universe aside from a physical reality the reality is is is, a, I think, a strong notion. It is.
3: Well.
1: And I don't know what else we were going to say. Was there anything I was going to say responding to what you were going, what we were talking about earlier? I, I don't know. I'm not
2: psychic. How do I know? Uh,
1: uh, um, I don't know. I'm just, we're, we're kind of like, you know, at the end of the show here, so we can wrap
2: up if we yeah. want to. We can because, wrap up. Yeah, but wrap the idea is that, uh, early you know, early. it's it's a it's a broad world out there. And, it's a world full uh, full of
1: broads,
2: broad of, of which
1: one I am one and of. And you can
2: take your pick.
1: <laughs> okay. We'll be back next week, Wednesday, 9 a.m., Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern. Bye-bye. i going to get these songs.
0: 18- Plus.